On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu, only better. You can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place to listen to crazy things. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF. Welcome, Bender's Bar and Grill, located at 806 South Van Ness in the Mission District of San Francisco. Your favorite bar with awesome bartenders, rotating local art, and a killer back patio. It's a great place to hang out and play one of their two pool tables or old school pinball machine with a tasty adult beverage. Live music every Saturday for only $5, Bender's brings you face-melting metal and rock and roll. The last Friday of the month, punk rock and schlock delivers super fun karaoke with Aileen. Come on, what's not to like? They even have counter-offer inside, frying up the tots with sexy hot burgers for your face. Open every day at 2 p.m. Their happy hour goes till 7 p.m. Benders is proud to be a sponsor of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, because they're an awesome community asset to the dirtbags who keep art alive in the mission. Benders Bar and Grill. Hi, welcome to My Limited View. I am your host, Sergio Novoa. And I'm your co-host, Vanessa Wilkins. Join us every Tuesday from 12 to 2 at mutinyradio.fm as we share stories, our personal stories. And struggles and challenges. And we'll also have guests come in and share their stories. And hopefully through all this, we can expand our view. Or your view. Yes, and there'll be plenty of dick jokes, so don't worry. It's not always going to be heavy. Yeah, I might even share black hair tips. Black hair tips, don't. <laughs> know anything about it sorry <laughs> all on my limited view yes every tuesday from 12 to 2 uh oh you can if you can also find us on apple Podcasts. oh yeah and google play and stitcher itunes oh you already said T- that tune in radio uh stitcher you said that spotify oh my god there's just so many and overcast um, yes, you can also find us on social media, M as in Mary, L as in Larry, P as in Peter, podcast, MOV podcast is our handle. Until next time, I hope you're enjoying your view. Yes. Bye. Bye. That, that kind of sucked balls.
Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere five dollars every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because five dollars, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere five dollars is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead peasants? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Four Mutiny Radio listener, it's that time of year again. March 1st through 5th, it's time for the 4th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. Over 40 comics, 25 shows, 5 days, all here at Mutiny Radio, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street. 25 shows, 5 days, amazing comics from all over the United States here in San Francisco to entertain you with 25 differently themed shows hosted by local San Francisco comedians bringing you comedians from all over the United States here. Everything will be live, live streaming and podcast post. Get your tickets, $10 a show, 25 shows, a million laughs. It's the fourth annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival brought to you by Benders, Counter Offer and Subliminal SF. Her 
perfect person to host this show. Everybody, put your hands together for Justin Lockwood! Keep it going for Pam! Thank you all so much for coming out. It's the last show of the night. Make some noise! We're smoking weed indoors. Yeah! A little bit of a surprise just to start the evening off. Uh, this is actually an intervention. You all need help. <laughs> it's the only way we could do it. This is amazing. Thank you all for coming out to Weed is Legal here at the Mutiny Comedy Festival in San Francisco. We're smoking weed inside. It's a shitty thing that this is a radio show. We need some. <laughs> doesn't translate over the airwaves. Everybody who's listening, you have no idea what this room of misfits looks like. <laughs> um, it's true. Uh, I was raised on a, uh, on a working pot farm in the uh, 80s up in Mendocino by hippie parents. My parents are, <laughs> yes, give it up for my mom and dad, sure. Uh, my mom and dad are real hippies, like authentic 70s hippies. If you want to know what my dad looks like today, just think to yourself, hey, what would it look like if the guy from the Zigzag Papers and Gandalf had a love child? That's what my dad looks like. Still here. Uh, let's see. I feel like we're two months into this year. We're two months into weed being legal. And I feel like we're already running out of things to infuse it with. <laughs> I feel, I feel like we've gone through the, the food, the drinks, the candy, the lotion. I feel like we're running out of shit. My girlfriend and I recently tried weed lube. Anybody else, adventurous lovers? No, just me? That's fine, guys. I'll do this by myself. We tried some. That shit is strong. We tried just a little bit. Didn't even end up having sex. Uh, her vagina would not stop talking about this dream it had. Um... <laughs> Super annoying. <laughs> Got the munchies. I just fed it potato chips all night. It sucked. It's awful. Um, yeah. Costco just announced they're going to start selling weed. No. no, that's true. They are. <laughs> and it, it, really, it really begs the question, you guys. Um, how much weed do you really need at one time? <laughs> I mean, look, I don't want to get all judgy on anybody here, but, like, if you're buying weed and somebody offers to, I don't know, like, help you to your car, maybe that's too much weed. <laughs> Here's what I really want to know. What I really want to know is, um, what is that sample table going to look like? <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, sir. Hi, hi, how are you today? Hi. Would you like to try some Kirkland Kush? You want to hit this? It's good stuff. Can you imagine being stoned in Costco? I would lose my fucking mind. I feel like it would be cool at the time, but I feel like I would get home later, sober up, look around at everything I had bought, like, oh, fuck. Okay, 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 okay. The, uh, the 40 pounds of pretzels makes perfect sense, but why do I have a wetsuit and six gallons of mayonnaise? What was my plan here? My mom and dad are very upset about weed being legal, but like uh, as Pam said, that's because they've been selling weed for 40 years, and they just don't like competition, you guys. They just don't. Uh, my mom and dad have sold weed my entire life uh, since I was a baby. 
Uh, I know that for a fact because my birth certificate lists my weight in grams. Um, it's true. It's a it's a beautiful document, you guys. It really is. It's just uh, it's just my name, uh, my two little footprints, and my street value. Uh, I was a big baby. I was born at home. It was the only scale they had. It's a true story. Uh, my mom and dad sent my brothers and I to Waldorf School. Uh, if you're not familiar with Waldorf School, that's okay. Uh, it's an alternative school. Uh, it's a hippie school. It's also not really a school. Um, I mean, fine, like, sure, like, technically it's a school, but it's like the kind of school where you can answer a math question with interpretive dance. It's one of those schools, like, I can barely spell or do even basic arithmetic, but oh my god, can I play the recorder. <laughs> I mean, I fucking own hot cross buns, okay? I fucking own it. I don't really know how money works, but I can make a dream catcher out of pipe cleaners and dental floss, so I'm killing it. <laughs> I feel like I lost some of you on that one. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody else, uh, anybody else have kids? Yeah, yeah, just one other sad person. All right, good. Everybody else made better life choices. That's cool, that's great. I, uh, I know some parents that can smoke around their kids. I cannot, I have a seven-year-old boy, uh, and if I smoke around my son, he just fucks with me nonstop. I'll get like really, really high and then he'll look at me and say like, Dad, do trees have dreams? I don't know, Shiloh, fuck! <laughs> oh my God, I didn't sleep for like three days on that one. <laughs> it's too stressful. Hanging out with a seven-year-old boy is like hanging out with a just really loud, emotionally unstable hobo. It's, he's just little and sticky and he stinks. I spend most of my time just chasing him around while he screams like, I want a drink, I want to ride the train. I'm sad and I don't know why. <laughs> oh my God. I, uh, I live in Berkeley now with my son. Anybody else? Berkeley? Thank fucking God. That place has gotten super uptight, guys. Really, really uptight. Every joke that has ever been made about Berkeley is actually the God's honest truth. Berkeley is just a coven of angry lesbians that are all raising their adopted pets to be transgendered vegans. Like, I love it, but it's true. My son's name is uh, Shiloh, which is a very straightforward name for us Jews. Uh, some of the names of the other kids in my son's class, though, have gotten entirely out of hand. Like a Berkeley school is the only place you'll hear an announcement that goes, pardon the interruption, namaste, please report to the principal's office, namaste, resist, your mother's here to get you, resist, your mom's here. Okay, so those two are made up, but this is true. This year, <laughs> my son's desk buddy, like the little kid that sits next to him all year, his name is Kale. K-A-L-E. And don't get, no, Kale is a very, very sweet young man. Very nice little boy. I like him a lot, but I feel super bad for Kale uh, because Kale is going to grow up to be a man one day, and uh, nobody wants to fuck Kale. Just nobody. Nobody wants to yell the words, yeah, give it to me, Kale. You're an animal, Kale. Don't stop, Kale. 
Hippie parents have got to stop naming their children unfuckable names. It needs to stop. No more feather, no more river. I'm pretty sure Kale's little sister is named Arugula. We need to end this shit. It's tough being a parent here in the Bay Area. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure it's tough everywhere, but you know. Jesus, I am getting high just standing up here. I don't know if I'm going to get through this set without needing a taco or something. It's, uh, it's tough being a parent here in the Bay Area. Most of my friends work at like big companies in the city. I don't work at one of those companies. Sometimes we go out, I feel left out of the conversation. I've come up with a solution though. Uh, I just never ever refer to my son as my son. Uh, I only refer to him as my startup. Um, <laughs> Not going great, guys. It's really not. It's been seven years, still hasn't turned to profit. Um, you know, ever since I started him with my now ex-co-founder, I, uh, I kind of feel like I'm just dumping money into this thing, and so far the only thing it's developed is like a real attitude problem. <laughs> this is not the joke for this crowd. I have misjudged <laughs> this moment. Stuff. I have nothing to fall back on as a parent either. I have, I'm a very different parent than my parents. When your parents, when you grow up like I did and your parents sell weed, like it makes it very difficult for them to punish you in any kind of way, like whatsoever. It's just, you know, Justin, you better get those grades up or you're grounded. Okay, dad, I'll work on it. Wait a second, are you still breaking federal law, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, I think I'm fine. I think I'm good. All right, let's see. What do I want to close on here? I feel like uh, I feel like we've gotten to know each other a little bit. Let's get personal. Let's get down to it, guys. Should we do it? Should we do it? Let's do it. Has anybody here ever discovered that they have a sexual fetish by accident? Don't make it complicated, guys. It could be anything at all. Okay, keep it simple. You could be, um, I don't know, you could be, could be eating ice cream, some falls in your lap, and you get a boner. Okay, it could be that easy. I know you might be thinking right now, Justin, that's a weird example, but there's at least two guys here right now who are like, I'm going to try that later. <laughs> that sounds amazing. I discovered one recently. Uh, I was having sex with a girlfriend, like we do. She was on top but facing away from me, uh, a position that other people might recognize as the one where I pretend you're somebody else. <laughs> She's on top, facing away from me. All of a sudden, she sees her dog in the living room doing something she doesn't like, and she starts yelling, No! Bad boy! Bad, bad, bad boy! And then I come instantly. <laughs> Woo! Really caught me off guard, guys. Really took me by surprise. Even talking about it with you right now, I'm a little excited. It, uh, and the thing is, like, I don't want to talk with her about it. Like, I'm too embarrassed. Like, I don't want to own that one. I don't want to own up to that. Uh, I am teaching the dog to piss on the rug, but I don't want to talk with her about it. Um, which is weird, too, because, like, between the two of us, she is clearly the kinky one. Like, clearly. Like, really kinky. Like, the kind of, like, the kind of kinky where it's almost stressful. Has that ever happened to anybody else? Have you ever been in a relationship with somebody where, like, if you were in bed together and you couldn't see their hands, you didn't feel safe? Anybody else? Anybody else had a partner where you had to put bubble wrap down on the floor so they couldn't sneak up on you? It's like that. <laughs> All right, guys, we have an amazing lineup of comics tonight. Oh, thank you so much, because I wasn't going to remember anybody's name. I am... I mean, that's par for this show, right? I mean, if I don't have a piece of paper at this point, Jesus Christ, I am baked. 
I have this weird fear that somehow my seven-year-old son is at home listening to this. <laughs> Go to sleep, Shiloh. Um, I don't know if anybody else has ever uh, had their child uh, find their weed brownie in the refrigerator either, but that's a hard one to talk a seven-year-old out of. <laughs> No, Shiloh, you can't have that brownie. It has medicine in it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you telling me I can get my medicine via brownie? <laughs> I've been getting shots like an asshole over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're curing everything with brownies, you fucking asshole. <laughs> I love it when he swears. I really do. It's so <laughs> The other day, he looked at me, and he said, you know, Dad, nobody speak, nobody get choked. And I was like, I'm a great dad. <laughs> I, I am killing this parent thing. <laughs> I wish that wasn't true. All right. Our first comic coming here to the stage. I don't know anything about any of the comics on the show tonight, and that makes it fun for me. Give a big, warm welcome to Brian Bixby. Thank you. Thank you. Give it up for your host. All right. It's my first time, first time smoking weed on stage. This feels good. Feels nice. I don't remember any of my jokes, so that'll go well, right? They say, uh, people say weed, smoking weed kills your ambition. But, you know, I've gone periods without smoking weed, and, um, I'm just fucking lazy. Like, that's, I just found a companion. Ever spend a whole week on the couch just because you bought too much weed? Like... You just lay there for a week like you have mono, but you totally don't, like. <laughs> so you just lay there, and by Saturday, you're just surrounded in empty wrappers and bottles of urine, like, yeah. <laughs> Couch cushions just smell like beer farts and bong water, you ever? It's great. I think, uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, it's good that weed is legal now, because... The worst part about weed it was always waiting for the weed guy. Like, the guy who would take one full business day to return your calls. Like, that, like I have less patience for a weed guy than I do for an ambulance. Like, if I'm bleeding out. I don't know. Weed is, uh, weed is, weed is good. Uh, getting high is, I, I think it's better than drinking. Like, it's better, it's better for you. It's, uh... It's safer. You don't do stupid shit. Like, they don't have a weed that's like, oh, man, this shit right here, this shit will make you steal a lawnmower. Like, <laughs> ride it around. It's good. Uh, we, uh, like, stoners, we, we never get naked and run around at a party. Like, uh, but I have been known to strip down for some sloppy joes, like, <laughs> occasionally. We don't really, like, uh, like, both stoners and drunks bump into shit, but when drunk people bump into shit, they just plow through, and they keep going, right? Just, ah, I'm going, like, but when a stone person bumps into shit, they just stand there looking all confused, like, what was, like, I went, I was at this weed fest thing on 420, and, like, I watched this guy bump into a tent pole, and then he stood there for a second, <laughs> And thought about it, and then turned around and went the other way. <laughs> I can't go this way. <laughs> the path is blocked. It was good. 
We don't, uh, drunks, drunks have blackouts, but uh, stoners have, wait, what am I talking about? <laughs> so that's fun. I also, uh, I like psychedelic drugs of all kinds. I like magic mushrooms. Yeah. They're always so like enlightening every time you take mushrooms. Like the last time I took them, I spent four hours just staring at a wall. That was it. And then I realized they were shiitake mushrooms and I'm just a boring person. Like that was <laughs> what I learned. I, uh, I, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Uh, we had a saying in Wisconsin. It goes, fuck, I live in Wisconsin. Ugh, this place sucks. How can we raise our child here, cousin? Like that. A lot of pedophiles in a small town. A lot of pedophiles. All kinds. Uh, I remember I even knew about a pedophile in a wheelchair. Yeah, a wheelchair. How did he do it? Dress up as a race car bed? You tell me. <laughs> How? I've lived in, uh, I moved to, <laughs> we're s still going over here. It's just kicked in. The laughs. All right. I just, uh, I just moved to, I moved to Portland two years ago. I've been living there, and uh, th that's the first place that I learned about the world naked bike ride. Yeah, I will never do that. Forget it. I'm not trying to find out if my ass can deep throw a bike seat. Like, I'm not interested. I hate people in shape. I hate them. They suck. Like, I totally get why joggers are always getting murdered, you know? Like... <laughs> Cause fuck them. <laughs> I'm really out of shape. Uh, like, here's how out of shape I am. Uh, the other night, I was fucking. Okay. Um, you gotta believe the premise. Come with me on this, please. <laughs> I was fucking, and at a certain point, I had to fake an orgasm because I was just winded. <laughs> like I was. I was tired, like I was just breathing heavy, like, <laughs> and then I just made a face, like, and I got to stop, like, I wish I knew that in gym class, like, oh, if I just pretend to come, I can stop running laps, like, it's a good idea. I have cotton mouth. I can't even, I can barely move my tongue. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in myself. I, uh, well, I just, I know too much about myself, right? Like, I know that I'm a bad fuck. Like, I know that. I'm awful. I hump like I'm trying to move a washing machine by myself. Like, just... <laughs> You ever move appliances, just hump it across the floor like, ah, yeah, baby, I call this two men in a truck. That's what I call it. <laughs> but you know, women can have multiple orgasms. I know because I read. Uh, <laughs> that's where I learned that. 
Here's what I am good at, though. Here's what I am good at. I'm very good at eating pussy. Very good. I work hard. I'm dedicated, okay? If eating pussy was farming, I'm up at 4 a.m. hoeing the fields. Like, I'm out there. I eat pussy like I'm hunting for truffles. Like, <laughs> I'm good at it. I even take off my glasses. I do. It's special. But then she says something like, oh, put on your glasses. You're eating out the couch cushions. What are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I, oh, I was wondering why I found 98 cents in here, pussy. This one girl asked me right in the middle of it, she asked me, she said, uh, what does it taste like? That's a bad question. Not good. Because I didn't cleanse my palate, so I don't know how accurate it'll be. I try being nice. I'm like, wow, who made this pussy? Gordon Ramsay? This is incredible. <laughs> oh, you want the truth? What does it taste like? Um, it tastes like you peed recently. That's what it tastes like. Just a little. But I'm down here because I love you. And because my penis is not that long, so. But, let me tell you, uh, it is not that big around either, so <laughs> don't get excited. I never call it a cock. Can't do that. Sounds too big, right? Cocks are huge. They have big veins. Like, that's the thing about a cock. It looks like an angry dad. Like, it's, like it's mad you broke a window. Like... <laughs> I don't have that. I prefer wee-wee. That's what I have. That's what I feel. I am circumcised. That's, uh, that's a good thing. Because uh, fuck a foreskin, right? I don't need that. It's the last thing my dick needs, a slimming hat. I don't need it. Here's why I think it's small. Here's what I think happened. I think it's small because I... Sleep on it. That's what happened. Right? Like, I think it's supposed to grow at night, but I'm just smashing it down every night. I wake up and it looks like grass where a car has been parked for a year. Like, it's, it's ugly. should say something good about myself. Uh, never underestimate the intimacy of eating ass. It's very bonding, okay? The minute your tongue touches somebody's asshole, they instantly know everything about you. That's how it works. It's like a psychic holding a dead kid's baseball. Like, <laughs> so, wow, Billy says hi. <laughs> all right, that's all I've got. Thanks a lot. Keep it going for Brian Bixby. You guys having a good time? Yeah. Welcome, sir. Welcome, Auntie Santa. <laughs> Every child's worst nightmare just walked in the door. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Be good or this guy's coming to the house. <laughs> I have a new kind of parenting technique. That's great. Uh, let's see, we're playing a game now called Justin looked at the next comic's name literally 20 seconds ago. Can he remember it? Nope, it's Ben something. All right, let's see. It's Ben Harkins! Uh, hey, guys, how's it going? 
Alright, that's pretty good. Uh, so I was going to, uh, I went to a movie a little while ago, and uh, I was too late for the movie. I had to wait like an hour for the uh, thing to come back around, and uh, so I went to the uh, the Dollar Tree. You guys ever fuck with the Dollar Tree? I think everybody should go like to the Dollar Tree like before a movie, because uh, if you spend like twelve dollars on snacks at a movie theater, that's like popcorn and a drink. Uh, if you spend twelve dollars on snacks at a Dollar Tree, like you got to be out of your fucking mind. Like that is so much candy. You're gonna need a bag, backpack. You should put it in the bottom of your backpack, then put a book over it or put a hoodie over it or something like those because uh, those kids at the movie theater it is their job to look into your bag sometimes but they're not paid enough to actually like keep you safe so you just they you know they look and they're like okay yeah it's fine whatever take your skittles we know you have them i love the dollar tree man like that place there's just something about just being surrounded by cheap shit and just knowing that nobody in this place is buying anything more expensive than me. Like all of the shame and the decorum just falls right off of you. It's an oasis from the rat race, man. Like you, like you just saunter around with your mouth open. Don't give a shit, you're not impressing anyone. I'm just leaning into shit really close. Like, wow, they have like three different kinds of scissors here at the Dollar Tree. I wonder which one is actually worth a dollar. Like that, like you can walk into a Dollar Tree and get a uh, black mask, black gloves, a kitchen knife, a box of matches and a Bible for the price of a cheeseburger. Like, you can do some fucking damage in this country. You can work half a shift at Taco Bell, take your earnings and get famous, and that option is just always available to everyone all the time. It was, uh, it was a Dollar Tree by the mall, though. You guys, uh, you know how, like, if you go to the mall, there's, like, teenagers, and, you know, they're unsupervised. They're dating now. They don't really, they make out, but they don't really know how to do it yet. Like, it's just what they lack in experience. They make up for with, like, a lot of jaw, a lot of neck. It's really, uh, it's gross. There's no shame in them. I was in the Dollar Tree, and there's this, like, 14-year-old couple and they were uh, going at it like way too hard. And here's the thing, like I don't think they should be doing that in the Dollar Tree. She was like giving him one of these like on the outside of his pants. And like, uh, I don't think they should be doing that in the Dollar Tree. Like, <laughs> but also like, I'm like a 30 year old man. Like I'm not even supposed to be looking at this shit right now. <laughs> here's what you do, you, you run away. That's what I did. You act like you had something to, in the aisle, I grabbed nine volt batteries. They have two packs of nine volt batteries for a dollar. How's that even possible? <laughs> I need a, uh, I need the smoke detectors to work in my apartment anyway. Uh, my girlfriend, she's a witch, and uh, she's always doing witch shit when I'm asleep. <laughs> like she woke me up at like three in the morning. She was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm doing a séance. I'm contacting Cleopatra." I was like, "Did you blow out the black candles before you came in here to tell me this?" Like. Because, like, I can, like, I, I said this already, like, I'm a 30-year-old man. Like, I'm not afraid of spirits, but I can't have, like, unattended sage. <laughs> 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 
So uh, you know what always gets my dick hard is uh, the music of Stephen Foster. Uh, For those of you who don't know, Stephen Foster is an old-timey, like, 1800s composer from Pittsburgh. He uh, wrote uh, Swanee River. He wrote Camp Town Races. You know, like, Camp Town Races. Sing this song, dude, uh, dude, uh, like, that used to be, like, the best song in the world. Like, that was... That was the best that we could do. Like that, because nobody had ever heard music like that before. They're just like, holy shit, dude, uh, dude, uh, like, he's a man possessed. (laughs) That song was famous on both coasts of the United States before there was like radio. People used to fuck to that song, man. Like they. People used to be, be, when that fucking Duda like first drops, like that's when people in America first discovered that you can just choke each other when you fuck. Like that is, (laughs) that's how it goes. Duda, yeah, all right, it's cheap, one more, yeah. You guys, uh, I like, uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Little Caesars Pizza. You guys ever fuck with Little Caesars Pizza here? I like, uh, okay, it's fine if you don't. I, I, I don't know why I even ask people. I'm going to tell the fucking joke anyway. Like, I'm, I, I'm here. Guys, I, I love Little Caesars Pizza because, like, they don't try to compete, man. Like, they, every other corporate pizza place is trying real hard to convince you that their shit is gold. Like, they, I think, like, there's this slogan, like, better ingredients, better pizza. And Little Caesars is just, like, every building that's a Little Caesars, that place used to be a dry cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> Little Caesars is just, like, better ingredients, better pizza. It's just fucking pizza. <laughs> How much are we gonna pay for that guy's pizza? No, don't do that. No. Who's got money for that? Who has money for the Domino's Pizza pizza? And you bite into it, and look, there's another little pizza inside of it. Wow. Instead of crust, it's pigs in a blanket. So creative. Little Caesars isn't trying any of that. Little Caesars is just like, no. Like, I'm not gonna bring it to you. No, you come to me at Little Caesars, you pick up your pizza here, but also you can't eat it here. I don't care (laughs) where you eat it. You can eat it in your car. Little Caesars doesn't have any tables. It's a restaurant with no tables. they didn't take like they didn't give up on selling pizza. They just took the concept of giving up and just turned it into a business model <laughs> and just started making cuts. They're like, why do we why do we still need these tables? Get them out of here. You want a table so bad we gave you a box, didn't we? No, we can keep a chair. One chair. So you can wait for your pizza. But you better not eat in that chair. That's for who's...
right. It's Mutiny Radio. You're not listening online because our website is down. So the only people, the only reason we're doing the show is for these two real people right here. <laughs> this non-comedian and this person who saw it on the Facebook, I can't believe that shit actually works. I was told Facebook is dead, and clearly it's wide awake. I am feeling not woke today. I no, I I have to tell you guys. I hung out with a five-year-old and two eight-year-olds today for seven hours, and that was way more enjoyable than the last open mic. Like, it was, there were 20 people over 21, and I prefer hanging out with an eight-year-old and a five-year-old, and I wasn't even high today. Okay. Thank you, two, for, thank you, two real people. We're doing this for you. I was going to cancel the show. I was like, fuck this comedy bullshit. I am out of here. I am done performing to comedians who don't want to listen anyway. And they just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to think about my jokes until the thing happens. Um, tonight's a little bit different because it's a hell hat. And that means that it's... Uh, so this, this silly game derived from... There's only one time in my entire life of school going to Christian school that I ever felt smart and better than other people. All the rest of the time, I felt like I'd never be good enough. Jesus was better. All the girls were skinnier, prettier, or had way, way more money and better clothes, and I'd never be... I never got called on. I never felt good, except once in sixth grade, Mr. Middleton did this thing called impromptu speeches, and he put things in a hat and people had to go up to the front of the room and they had to talk for 60 seconds. And every single goddamn motherfucker in that class was terrified, terrified. And I was like, only a minute? Okay, I was in sixth grade. I had a good time. I was good at it. I'm telling you, I finished the minute and, I, and they were like, everyone else was like, they'd speak for 15 seconds and they'd be like, um. And I'm like yelling from the back, it says cats. You've never had a cat? Like what's wrong with you? A kitten, a cat, an old cat, your cat died? Anything, it doesn't even have to be funny. It's impromptu speeches. You just have to make your mouth move for a minute and no one could do it. And I was like, this is my skill, this is real. Okay, so this is the hell hat and this is a dead animal. It's been dead for many years, so don't feel bad. It's a um, long time and it's filled with all kinds of hellish, terribly weird things on pieces of paper. I'll do it first so that you're not scared. And then, so, and the way it works too is you can do whatever the fuck you want. You can like go like this. You can be like, ah, fuck. Well, this one says audience prize. Woo! No, that's real. Um, hey, David, will you grab in the bag in the corner? There's a bag of lighters. Will you grab one? It's the audience prize. <laughs> no, they're mutiny radio lighters. I was prepared for this. Usually I remember to bring the weed treats, but I, I forgot today because I was hanging out with children and they go that you know what that's a thing children love to go in your bag like they think they think your bag is their bag they're like oh you have a bag what's in your bag what's in my bag I'm like ah and they try to put things in your bag I have a sweatshirt and they just he just opens my bag to put it in the if I would have had my boxes of chocolates I made these caramel I'll get them to you guys later but that I made um coconut cream filled dark chocolate dipped and they have weed in them <laughs> I felt really good about it. I was like, I'm good at this too. I'm good at weed food. So I'll get, I'll get you guys all back, I promise. No, 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 audience prize, one audience prize. So just sort of, um, one of these, both of the two, the two real audience. Give one to each of them, the, the two ladies in the room. Ladies, yay! It's audience prize, so there's audience prizes in there. Okay, your worst, your worst joke. Uh, how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Hold on, let me knock my dick out of this feminist mouth and we'll ask her. That's, that's my worst joke. 
<laughs> the other, the alternate ending of that is how many feminists does it take to screw in a light bulb? Cats, 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 cats! Uh, are you happy with your body? Um, yeah, like externally, yes, internally, no. I have this kidney issue because I drank Diet Coke in my 20s. Anybody else drink Diet Coke every six, six Diet Cokes a day for their entire 20s? No, just me? Cool. All right, that's why I have kidney issues. <laughs> it's, it's Diet Coke. I want to like sue them and be like, you didn't tell me. It wasn't safe to drink instead of water. Like it's like the McDonald's thing, right? Oh, the coffee's hot. I'm burned. I get lots of money. Same thing. Audience prize. I don't. I don't know what to give them. Uh, do you guys like weed? I just. I just. I just got some weed. I can give someone a nug of weed. Are you the audience? The audience. The audience people are fine. Okay. Oh no. See, I'm not. See, here's. I'm not gonna do this. One. I'm gonna put that in for one of you, because I don't want to get. I don't want to get that. I don't want to get that. Coffee or beer? That's a dumb question. Obviously, beer. I don't believe in spending four dollars for anything unless it has alcohol in it. These idiots now walking down. I'm going to Four Barrel. Let's get a coffee that's hand dripped with the thing, and it came out of the monkey's butt, and then you ground it in the thing, and then we get four dollars for the coffee. Not unless it has alcohol in it, you weirdos. Spending money willy-nilly, crazy kids. Are you coming to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? <laughs> Clearly, I pandered. I wasn't supposed to get this one. I was supposed to leave this in for someone else. I'll put it back in the hat so we can remind everybody later. Uh, here's one. Uh, your worst tattoo. Uh, I have a lot of tattoos, and some would say that the PBR tattoo I got when I was blackout drunk on my 33rd birthday might have been the one that would be the worst. But I say nay. Uh, I also have, I know, right? Well, no, it's, right? But it's my, it's my second neck tattoo. I got a neck tattoo when I was 20, and it's, it's funny because I, I was teaching in school, and um, some of the kids in my class were like, oh, Benjamin, smile, not cry later, essay. And that's when I learned that I accidentally got a gang sign tattooed on my neck in the 90s. Fucking Norteño shit, yo. I got to smile now, cry later. I got this when I was 20 because I love theater. Like I was a theater student. I got my BA in theater from UC San Diego. And I go to the, I go to the thing and I'm like, oh, drama mask. I want them on my neck because I can cover it with my hair and my mom will never know. But little did I know that neck tattoos are sort of a gang thing. Like that's... <laughs> And then I actually got a gang tattoo. But that could be the worst one. I love that one, though. This one, this is another accidental tattoo. I, I have a semicolon because I've written a bunch of novels, and they are pregnant with semicolons. I love the idea of slamming two ideas together that are sort of the same but disparate. And then I learned, and I got it on my wrist because I was like, I'm a writer, and I can look at it. So I learned later that people who try to commit suicide get this later. Like their life was semicolon. I'm like, I have an accidental suicide tattoo on everybody. It's like I'm a gang, I'm a Mexican gang member suicide. Oh, and I have a Jesus tattoo. I have a cross with a heart and a fish in it, my very first tattoo, because I wanted to get something that would be with me forever. <laughs> I used to be very zealotrously Christian. Uh, so my tattoos are a map. They're all the worst. Like every single one of them is terrible. Okay, last. Um, no, I still have time. Um, I'm going to get my dead cat 
uh, tattooed on my arm, uh, like a, a like a really cool like black. If he was a gray cat with the green eyes, it'll be it'll be like very lifelike. But I can't get it yet because I would cry too much when I see it. Like I'm starting to get misty now because I'm thinking about the cat. I'm sorry, I love that cat. I really your favorite serial killer. That would absolutely be John Wayne Gacy. Clown outfits? Hell yeah. Make it fun, baby. If you're going to bite a dick off, like fucking be wearing a clown nose. Wow, wow. See, you're allowed to do this. You can just go through the hat and be like, whatever, I'm not going to take that one. I was the same one I had from before about coming to the Mutiny Radio. Con. Another audience prize. I'm not. I'm just picking weird things. Okay. Oh God! All the audience prizes are coming out at once. There's a different one. Ah! Okay. Um, this is fair. Your favorite musical? Does anybody else like musical theater? Are there some? Are there some tap? Were you a child tap dancer? Were you in some? Or no? You just like it. But you never like. But you can pot a beret like a motherfucker, right? Pot a beret. Oh, that's musical theater is all pot of berets, isn't it? It's, it's just, it's and jazz hands. Woo! Uh, my favorite musical, oh God, I have so many. It's difficult. My favorite musical that I was in was a chorus line. And don't worry, it was just community theater. <laughs> but I was Larry the dance captain. And they tried to change my name. Because Larry's usually a guy in the thing. And they were like, we're going to change your name to Laura. I'm like, fuck you. No, you're not. I'm Larry the dance captain. And I dressed like a militant ballerina. And the best part of this musical was that the whole first number, we just like walk back and forth in the front of the stage and watch all the dancers as they're facing the audience. As if we, and I was 23 years old. And I had the best ass. And I had this butt shelf, and I just walked back and forth. And for 20 minutes, everyone, so with the VHS tape, which is gone now, sadly, I got to, like, watch my amazing ass just walk back and forth. And I was like, this is, this is an artifact I need to keep forever. And now it's, you know, it's gone. I can only remember. I mean, it was like, you could, it was, I couldn't believe, I was watching it, like, that's my ass? It was like that. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember what, but that, so that's why, um, Dance 10 looks 3 is my favorite. No, and, and they also, that was the musical where I wanted to sing more, and the director was like, oh, Pam, you're Larry the dance captain because you can't sing. <laughs> They're like, you can dance, girl, but you cannot sing. And then I said, out of spite, I'm going to win the karaoke thing, and then I did, and I went down the street, and I was with all the musical theater people, and we were all singing karaoke together, and guess who won? Guess who won the contest? Me! And then I went to Sacramento, and I won another contest. Yeah! And then I went to the state karaoke finals in 1997. You know why? Because don't ever tell me I can't do something. <laughs> yeah, my best, thank you. My best decisions have all been made out of spite. That's pretty much like my life's mantra. Tell me I, good. Okay, so that's how the hell hat works. Yay! Um, it, it, we're in, we're sort of in a family situation right now, so I don't know who's going to go up next. So while I sing the song and other people design, got everyone make eyes at each other who's in the show and decide who's, <laughs> can you guys do that? There's four, there's four guys on the bill tonight who are like physically booked. Other people can come up too, no problem, but we're going to have the four guys who were physically booked first go up. That's, it's Dan, well, it's, so it's Dan Frank, Matthew Quirk, Luke Newman, and Chris Holstein. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. You guys make eyes at each other while we sing the song. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, clubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. 
Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. It's good weed capital, thank you. M-U-T-I-N-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yay! It looks like Dan and Chris are going to have to Rosham for it. Unless you want, you're feeling the want. You want the desire to do it. Then we go for it. Rochambeau. You don't know what that is? Well, rock, paper, scissors, or, um, oh, because we, that, I mean, hits its own. I'll put that in next time for the thing like Rochambeau or rock, paper, scissors. Uh, Do you, uh, you want, but you're feeling a burning need in your loins to go up. Yes? Yes! Everybody's all the way from Albany, New York, and he flew all the way out here to San Francisco for who knows why. We're going to find out. Uh, Put your hands together. He's very funny. Dan Frank! Hey, everybody. I'm Rochambeau. That's my street name now. (laughs) Here in the mission. Um, I did something I'm pretty proud of this past week. Uh, I finally came out of the closet to my parents. Thank you. I told them I do comedy. (laughs) They didn't take it well. It's a lot of you probably experienced in your lives. Like, it said the usual things like, are you sure you're not just like confused? Like maybe like give law another try, Dan. But I was like, I can't change who I am. And also, I'm gay. I just slipped that in. (laughs) Now, when I told uh, my grandma that I was gay, she had the same reaction when I told her I do comedy. She was like, I don't care. (laughs) Just don't involve me. I was like, got it. Don't write jokes about grandma or invite her to sex parties. <laughs> Glad we got that out of the way. What's this thing? Do? I'm gonna take a thing that was already done. <laughs> audience prize. <laughs> you know the thing about audience prizes? No. <laughs> Your worst tattoo. I have one tattoo. It's right up here on my shoulder and that would be a bitch to show you right now. <laughs> For those of you on the radio, I'm wearing three layers and a Team Jesus t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. You don't know who I had to blow. <laughs> Jesus, but that's who I got this shirt from. Someone at a, I wore this to a show and someone asked me what church I go to. And I was like, a Walmart? <laughs> I feel like a church that gives out these shirts. I feel like the people can't read. <laughs> Team Jesus, he'll lead us to victory. <laughs> All right, back to real material. <laughs> anyway. I was, uh, I went on a terrible date recently. Has anyone ever done that? So this is really relatable, okay? <laughs> Y'all feel for this. Uh, it was at this place called Suko Tai in Albany. Uh, if you ever go to Albany, New York, go to this place. Re- actually, I shouldn't say, I hear the best Asian food ever is here. But comparatively, go to Suko Tai. 
Just never with this guy. He was terrible company. Um, I nearly said his name <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> John would have hated that. Um, I'll call him Steve. So I went on a date with this guy, Steve. Um, I order a beer, and he's like, wait, you're having a drink? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, but why? And I'm like, because you're yelling. <laughs> and then when I finally get the drink, he puts his hand on my hand, and he goes, you know that you don't need a drink to be fun, right? And I was like, listen, Nancy Reagan. I know I'm fun. I'm drinking to make you more fun right now. First date, and he said that to me. And then I slept with him. I That was very relatable, I could see. <laughs> no one else in here hates themselves. That's <laughs> No, it was just one. Then I started ripping sake bombs at no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Who is the best you at your core? It's really sad I have to think about that. <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Audience prize! Holy shit, you get another lighter! Or pot, or... You, you don't want that, do you? No? Okay. Good people. Like Jesus. Are you coming to the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival? Ha <laughs> ha! No. That's actually my birthday week. I'll be celebrating it in Albany. I like San Francisco. You have a lot of hills, though. Surprised everyone doesn't have, like, toner legs and butts with all the hills you have to do around here. Really, I give it to all of you. You have something here called Drag Queen Storytime. Y'all know about this? You know about it? Yeah. It's a, I, someone just told me about that. It's um, in Albany, New York now. One of my friends who's a drag queen there, Noelle Diamond, did it. Any of you who don't know what this is, it's like a drag queen leading a room full of six-year-olds in if you're happy and you know it and you really want to show it, if you're happy and you know it. Clap your hands. Yes, queen! <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> and so strange at the same time, but... <laughs> no, it's really cute. It, when I heard that she was doing this, like, she was showing all these kids about, like, like, introducing them slowly to drag and gender bending and LGBT stuff, I was like, this is literally what Christian fundamentalists think we do. <laughs> They're always going on about, like, the homosexuals have got your kids. They're going to teach them their ways and their songs. And then drag queens heard that, and they were like, that's a great idea. <laughs> do you do business consulting? <laughs> Felt comfortable telling that joke in San Francisco. I did that at uh, the most redneck bar in upstate New York. Did not appreciate the fact that I was gay. As you could guess, <laughs> didn't read the room. 
of the Duck Dynasty wannabes. <laughs> With hand soap in the bathroom was a bottle of Clorox. Because <laughs> Dial or Dove is just not mask enough. It's One guy at the back of the room shouted at me, Fags aren't funny. Get out. And I was like, oh my god, dad? You came? <laughs> but it was just a drunk. Wow, that, I just realized how sad that is. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> it just looked like really emphasized with an underline. Like I was supposed to shout that to people I don't know. <laughs> Fuck you, uh, Casey Anthony. I don't know. <laughs> Who's Casey Anthony? Girl. <laughs> she gives away an audience prize. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. She killed her baby and now she's getting married again. Anyway, what are you doing? Yeah, that was a lot, sorry. <laughs> What are you doing with your life? This. And I'm happy to do it. What am I doing? I'm a piano teacher. Clearly. <laughs> Wait, you too? Oh, I thought you were pointing to him. Like, he was the other piano teacher. Oh, that would be a lot. I got to go through this jungle gym and then... Do I point it at it? Like, Why don't you play? You're so close. I'll tell you what to play. Go. It's could have conversations. <laughs> My entrepreneurial brain is going now. How much time do I have? Uh, one? one? Okay, I didn't know I was on a thing. That's why we went to the piano. Um, babies? There's a question mark for people on the radio. <laughs> it's like, do they exist? Are they people? Can they get abortions? Can, <laughs> can they get married or... No, all, everyone was silent at that. Not babies <laughs> getting abortions. That was the taboo line. I shouldn't tell an abortion joke. That would suck the life out of the audience. Ah! See, this is my friend's first time seeing me do comedy and slaying it right now <laughs> with my abortion jokes. The most scary confrontation. <sighs> Jeff Sessions exit interview with Donald Trump. 
that sounded <laughs> real addicting to watch, like like drag queen fighting addicting, you know? Here, I'll do one more. I'm gonna choose. Hold on. Um, I'm gonna rip his dick off. I feel like one of the real housewives of New Jersey wrote this <laughs> or something. Um, I, I was um, with a guy for a while in Brooklyn and he had a cock ring on. And I've never seen one of those in real life before because I'm from Vermont. <laughs> and they're like, <laughs> the host and the one person from Vermont laughed. <laughs> I don't think they're legal there, but. <laughs> Um, afterwards, uh, I go to the bathroom and I come out and on the coffee counter is his cock ring with his keys on it. <laughs> so, sir, he doubled his cock ring as a key ring. <laughs> this is why I'm a germaphobe. Like... <laughs> People are just throwing their cock rings all around the world in their Starbucks willy-nilly. I don't know why Starbucks, but I feel like that draws the gaze and cock rings. Just throwing them around the world willy-nilly. No pun intended. Ah, and on that, my worst joke ever. <laughs> I'm Dan Frank. Thank you so much, Mutiny. Yay, Dan Frank, easily besting the head, hell hat. That was that was really funny. That was fun too. You did like you moved it and out. It was fun. It's fun to see you this week. I've seen you in a couple places and I've enjoyed it every time. And the cock rings. I don't understand. <sighs> One thing I thought it was, I thought it was a ring. I thought it was like a jelly ring. I was at Burning Man and I thought they were giving out like these jelly rings with these little light up things on it. And I was like, and it was a little thing. And I was like. Oh, it's like a ring and I'm like la, 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 la. and they're like that's a cock ring and I'm like <laughs> but it was it was it was clean when I put it on my finger because I also wouldn't I I don't know all right <laughs> your next comedian uh the three of you want to make eyes at each other is everyone just gonna are you just gonna look at that you guys want to Rosham for it Chris and Chris and, and Quirk are gonna Rosham Chris and Quirk are gonna Rosham ready to Rochambeau. Paper, rock, paper beats. Everybody, he's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He's very, very funny. You guys are going to love him. Matthew Quirk. Except for Pam, that idiot savant. I mean, not because she does, like, some things brilliantly, but when she does something idiotic, it's to this, like, brilliant extreme. Like, you just can't outthink that accidental suicide tattoo <laughs> hey come on in up in the audience by 50% <laughs> tiny hands I imagine this is a reference to Donald Trump in some way. That's what someone's trying to be clever by saying tiny hands. How about fucking our president, huh? 
Who doesn't like season three of Celebrity Apprentice, The Presidency, so far? Huh? Riveting show. I tell you one thing, I don't give a fuck about Game of Thrones anymore. <laughs> I mean, holy shit, what an exciting show. I mean, what will go wrong next, right? Apparently, there's going to be like one day or something where uh, both Pence and Trump are out of the country, like they'll both be flying the same day. And that'll be like, I wonder if we'll all think back on that one sweet day where there wasn't some panic-stricken fucking news thing that he tweeted out earlier that morning. We'll have like one clear day where the news isn't turning us on our fucking heads again. One can only hope. So I had a joke about tiny hands earlier. Way back when Trump was first running, I don't know if you guys remember that uh, he was like, people were blaming him for losing like $900 million on one business deal. And I was like, well, how do you expect him to hold on to $900 million with those tiny, tiny hands? (laughs) The hypocrisy of the left. (laughs) Your inspiration. Well, I got to tell you, Muni Radio, I'm proud to be your inspiration. (laughs) I know you guys look at me and say, someday I'll be 51, living in a van, (laughs) no visible means of support, (laughs) in a dead-end comedy, no career, just open-miking it so I have access to toilets (laughs) without having to purchase anything and don't look creepy. You're welcome. (laughs) How judgy are you? I got to admit, pretty judgy. You got to grandfather me in on this. I was born in the 60s, man. Judgment was fine back then. It's part of the deal. I think we should bring it back, as a matter of fact. Too much non-judgmentally. Now we got all these soft kids growing up because nobody can criticize them for one fucking second. All these goddamn softies with their cushed out lives. Yeah, you you admit, <laughs> no argument here, huh, pal? Because you got no backbone. I mean, have you ever, like, used soap that wasn't antibacterial or anything like that? Because, I mean, eventually you're going to have to touch dirt. And, like, the shock to your system, I'm afraid, might just wipe out your whole generation. (laughs) Straight Darwinism. I mean, you've managed to avoid touching bread and peanut butter this long (laughs) in your life. I'm not sure how much further you can go, though. Anyway, I'm for bringing judgment back. I think that's, like, a highly underutilized... You know, it's like public shame. Like, we should have that now. We've gone fucking full Instagram on my life, you know, with every fucking completely boring motherfucker in the world, totally Instagramming every second, every thought, every inaneness. we got to start bringing back shame and shut the fuck up and judgment and harshness. Bullying, I think they used to call it. Bullying. Bullying, it was great. I still don't quite get cyberbullying. Can't you just unplug that motherfucking thing? (laughs) 
for the love of God. You know what you couldn't just turn off? John John Taylor, the bully on my block. You couldn't just ignore it. You couldn't put it on airplane mode. You had to deal. Favorite candy. That would be chocolate in general, right? Does that count? Do I have to get like a Jolly Rancher, be like real specific? Just like chocolate in general. And not like too much Americanized chocolate. I don't really want the nougat and the peanuts and everything in it. I mean like real thick chocolate, like single origin country chocolate. I know I'm harping on you millennials, but I do appreciate <laughs> what you have done for the chocolate market in general. I did hear, though, that uh, because of global climate change, uh, chocolate will be extinct in like, yeah, in like 2036. Yeah. But <laughs> you're calling me a liar? <laughs> Sweet heckle, Pam. <laughs> but I'm going to have to rely on science for this one. Pam just outed herself as a global warming denier. <laughs> Climate change denier. <laughs> Part of the problem. <laughs> anyway, it'll be extinct in like 2036, I believe, was the year. And uh, I'll be in like my 80s by then or something like that. So I'm cool with it. Right, going out on top. How do you party? <laughs> I know what you guys are thinking. Old guy, live in a van, no visible means of support. <laughs> Not much, right? Couldn't possibly, but I'm about to set the three of you who don't know on fire here. I party hard. I probably arguably party harder than everyone in here because I am a semi-pro roller skater. I am a roller skating performer and instructor and when I got them wheels on my feet, I throw down hella hard. You all can't keep up, quite frankly. Not a one of you. Thank you. I party like it's 1979, fool. <laughs> For real. And I can back that shit up. Everyone else here is just a talker. Uh, is alcohol bad? Yes, extremely, totally, 100%. It's actually the worst thing for us. Poisons every organ in your body. Look at the downfall of society because of alcohol. Right? 60% of all violent crimes, alcohol. 100% of hangovers, alcohol. <laughs> Nobody's got to come back for that. Your personal Jesus. Uh, my personal Jesus was actually nearly a Jesus. 
He was this El Salvadorian guy, like, I don't know, 110 years old. He, he, nobody even knows how old he was. He was like, if you want to learn anything from me, you got to learn Spanish. I'm not learning English. He was like at one with like the plant world and can just deal with plants. Like he would work 16 hour days. He would punch in and punch out for eight hours, but he could just deal with all plants. He was a magical human being. As far as I know, he's still alive. One of his greatest skills was you could point to any random animal and he could tell you what it tastes like. Like he was just living like an Al Salvadorian survivor here in the Bay Area, killing turkeys and birds and squirrels and eating them. Just like, what? You're fucked up. Do you have a plan? No, as expressed earlier, I'm 51, I live in a van, no visible means of support, in one of the most expensive cities. Yeah, I got a plan, actually I do have a plan. Uh, My non-visible means of support is I'm a handyman, and my idea is to become more and more useful because Armageddon's right around the corner peanut butter and bread, I mean, when we run out of soap, your first cold that comes through, you're just wiped out. And we're going to have to be left. All the coders are going to die off too, and middle management in general. And we're going to need to rebuild society and keep things functioning for the rest of us that survive. And I don't know if you guys know this about the plague, But after the plague, everyone who lived, their life got so much better. They're like, hey, fruits and vegetables. The king used to eat this shit, but now they're all dead. Yeah. As long as we still have chocolate at that point, I'll be pretty. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting more useful while the rest of you become more and more useless. Least favorite body part. That's probably the fatches. Do you guys know where the fatches are? So you know what love handles are? Right? A little bit right there. Well, when you get even larger, there's like a little fold that happens (laughs) between the armpit and the love handle, and that's the fatches. Other than that, probably the asshole would be next. I'm not into eating ass, the sphincter, the whole thing. I used to work in plumbing. (laughs) So that's probably, that might actually be the worst part in the human body. Make it a good one. What lurks in the darkness? Uh, I believe dark matter is what lurks in the darkness. Once again, science is the issue here. It's uh, apparently 80% of the known universe. Dark matter. Look it up. Actually, this is supposed to be one of those things like look into the human soul. It's supposed to hit hard with comics where he's talking about suicide and death and darkness. But 
you know, under the bright lights of Mutiny Radio here in front of all my Mutiny Radio fans, how could I be concerned with the darkness when this is the greatest light I'm going to see until about 45 minutes from now when I'm at the Church of Eight Wheels roller skating again under the disco ball. That's all I can seem to think of. All right, enjoy the rest of the show, everybody. Matthew Quirk, everyone. Yay! You got on a sweet roll there for a while. I was like, fuck you. Uh, Luke and Chris, you guys want to fight it out? You want to do the, do the thing? Do the bow shampoo? Oh, both scissors. Scissor rock. All right, so you won, so that means you can, you get to choose. You want to go up next or you want to? Everybody, he's part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, too. He's so funny, everybody. Chris Holstein! <laughs> All right. Oh, shit. Welcome to the show. My name is Chris Holstein. I'm gonna pull from this hat. Before I do, I'm gonna tell you a few like topical things that I need to just, these are like the things I have to tell you when I introduce myself. I'm Korean, I'm adopted. Everything I say is gonna be related to that, I guarantee you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, jail story, have you been? <laughs> like at the club, have you? Have you been to jail? Oh, it's so dope. Uh, I haven't been to jail. I've, I've been to a drunk tank once for being like at point oh seven, under the limit. They said I was driving erratically. I was on the 380 exchange trying to cross over from 101 to 280. I wasn't driving erratically. I was driving, trying to transfer to my house. Uh, they pulled me over about a mile from my house, too, and they said, you're going to the drunk tank like five miles away. It was really dumb. Is this supposed to be funny or just storytelling? <laughs> No, I've never been in jail because I'm super square. Uh, I'm super uptight. Uh, it colors pretty much everything I do. Like, I, I don't take risks. I don't. This is like the riskiest thing I've ever done. And when I started doing comedy, people are like, oh, you're so brave. You're so brave for doing comedy. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, this is <laughs> like, this is like during like the, the fucking Atlas fires. And I was like, you know, there's like people fighting those fires, saving lives, those, those people are brave. They deserve medals. So there, there's no, I don't, I'm not brave. There's no, I'm never gonna get a medal for anything except for like uh, most continuous farts or uh, I don't know, like <laughs> there's no medal for this shit. Um, yeah, I'm never going to jail. <laughs> if I do, I'll hang myself. Uh, have you been in an earthquake? Uh, I think technically I've been on top of a few earthquakes, but nothing big. I, I missed like the Loma Prieta by a few years. <laughs> uh, these are great. Uh, <laughs> ever been in an earthquake? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. I shouldn't have answered that. Oh, cool. The apocalypse. Apocal oh, good. Just spelled right. Is upon us. What do you do? I'm really glad Apocalypse is spelled correctly because one of my pet peeves, again, I'm super uptight. So like when I see typos, <laughs> like <laughs> I get really upset. But Apocalypse is spelled correctly. Is that you? Yeah. Awesome. Did you, did, you, did you look it up when you spelled it? No, I didn't. Or did you? Okay, cool. That's great. Most people don't. It's great. <laughs> A pet peeve of mine. Uh, the Apocalypse is upon us. What do you do? Um, a few years ago, I, I started getting into like prepper mode. Oh, it was right after the November 2016, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we got like a like the EPK. I have like rations in my car. I have like all sorts of weird things. But like, 
I'm not as equipped as Matt. Like, I have a knife. I don't know if I think I know how to use it. I've never stabbed anybody because I've never been in jail. Um, so I think if the apocalypse comes, I will try to survive. Um, I'll do my best. But I'm also, like, really squirmish about, like, bugs and animals and, like, anything. Like, I can't, I can't fish because I don't like touching fish or, like, putting the hook in the, in the bait. I don't like touching bugs. Um, the idea of like anything, every time there's like a dead anything, I can't, I don't, I can't touch it. Like, so I don't know how I'm gonna survive other than like canned meat and the, uh, <laughs> maybe stocking out inside of a Walmart. I don't know, it's gonna be rough. Uh, but I have, nobody touched my car. I got like knives and rations inside of it. <laughs> what I've always wanted. Wow. What I've always wanted. What do I always wanted? Um, that's a good question. Well, I'm up here. <laughs> uh, I do want some validation that like uh, the shit that I think of in my head isn't completely psychotic. That was actually a, that was a, a big motivator for me doing comedy. Honestly, like I, I wasn't sure because I do suffer, you know, I do suffer from depression and a bunch of other weird identity issues, being adopted and uh, Korean adoptee, and so um, me doing comedy was like a personal thing of like overcome this fear of like getting up and just like basically being naked, like saying shit that most people, like I, I don't, in a polite company, I'm not like, hey guys, you know I'm adopted, right? The people don't really appreciate that when you bring that to the, to the, to a conversation. But like in comedy, it's like I can take that and I can turn that into a joke, which it is. Um, so what I want is just like some validation of like, or, or just proof that either, I, well, either way it lies. I might be psychotic, I might be funny, I don't know. I honestly don't, uh, and so we're right now we're working through that and trying to figure out like where on that scale because I think it's a spectrum, honestly. Like uh, you're either a complete raving psycho or you're really funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, this is cool. Uh, hey, you guys, you know that Mutiny Radio is on Instagram. You can follow them at, <laughs> at Mutiny Radio SF. Um, that was just a thought that came into my head. I was just like, well, you guys should follow Instagram. At Muni Radio SF on Instagram, <laughs> you can get all sorts of updates about um, shows like this, <laughs> where uh, two brave women came to support all these men. <laughs> finally, it's about time. <laughs> Tired of carrying your asses around. Uh <laughs> the last time you huffed and puffed. Um. Pretty much any time I run for like five minutes, I huff and puff. I'm not in shape, but I think this refers to the marijuana? Mm -mm. Again, super straight. I don't <laughs> smoke weed, honestly. I've been meaning to come here and smoke, but I, I honestly haven't done it yet. Uh, that's not my vice. My vice is I do drink beer uh, and, and other things, but yeah, I don't, s I don't smoke weed. But yeah, I, I don't think I can take it, because like, uh, like I ran a 5K like five years ago. And then, like, last week, I walked my dog around the block, and then I had to lie down for an hour. <laughs> so uh, I'm very, very much dying quickly, like, rotting from the inside out. <laughs> I like to say that I am the portrait of Dorian Gray. <laughs> uh, something you're proud of. Cool. Nothing. Um, that's not true. I'm not proud of anything that about myself. Again, part of, like, being depressed and having identity crisis. I actually... I actually hate myself, uh, but no, no, no. <laughs> I knew, I knew if I said that, I'd get that. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> uh, no, I'm very proud of the fact that, um, despite coming from like a really whiskey tango family, I'm not whiskey tango. 
like I've only been married once and that remains so. <laughs> uh, everyone else in my family, like they go through husbands and wives like they're, uh, what's a good, they go through husband and wives like, uh, like tampons, <laughs> monthly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> could be. The luckiest thing ever. Matthew Quirk, because he's a leprechaun. <laughs> we had a roast battle last week, so I'm just burning that one off. <laughs> uh, is there hope in the world? Oh, man. These are really deep questions for comedy premises. Holy shit. I thought it was going to be like flatulence and, you know, like bowling. My two favorite things. Is there hope in the world? Um... I mean, in all seriousness, I got to go back to the end of Seven when Morgan Freeman says, uh, he says, a wise man once said, what? Doesn't that sound like Morgan Freeman? Is that a good Mar that's not a good Morgan Freeman? All right, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I'll go home and work on it. Sorry, my Morgan Freeman isn't like up to your standards. <laughs> Jesus. What does he say? He says, uh, all right, he says, the world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I believe in the second part. Right. So it's worth fighting for, but it's a shitty place. That's pretty much true, I think. I don't know. Pretty much most things that cross my mind when, like, I don't really know the answer, I go back to, like, movies, because that's, like, my... Like, every th most references I make are, are based on movies. So, like, if I don't know anything, it's it's I have to refer to, like, oh, did I see that in a movie? Like... You know, like, I don't know how to fight, but I've seen a lot of Jackie Chan movies, so I think I could fight? Like, I think I could just run, like, jump through that window safely and not hurt myself and, like, fight five guys? I think I can, because I've seen Jackie Chan do it. I don't know. <laughs> There's so... I thought there was, like, maybe five in here. There's so many. How much time do you... How much time do you spend making these? I'm sorry. I do love the irony that, like, you're a total pothead and you forgot to bring the pot <laughs> <laughs> snacks. Like, no one was shocked that you forgot them. <laughs> uh, this literally just says yes or no. Oh, oh, I see the underline. This is, I grew up in poverty? Is that, are you underlining it or is, it, is this another blank? I grew up in poverty, yes or no? Yeah, we grew up in poverty. Um... Let's see, poverty. Um, yeah, my mom. Well, my parents got divorced when I was like four, and I got two siblings, and uh, we all stayed with mom for some reason. I didn't have anything to do with it. I was too young. Uh, so my mom had never worked before. She was a stay-at-home mom, with a uh, homemaker all her life. So she had to go to night school and get a like a shitty minimum wage job, which back then was probably like six dollars an hour. Uh, so yeah, we grew up in poverty. <laughs> it was super fun going to public school and uh, eating that like shitty government subsidized food. Uh, it was super fun getting made fun of all the time for like wearing thrift, thrift store clothing and like not having Nikes and other things that uh, I guess really cool kids wear. I don't know. I grew up in a very poor area too, which I always thought was weird. Like, how do where are these kids getting these shoes? Like, I don't understand because they lived in shittier places than we lived. But they yet they still had like name brand clothing, and I think that's important to some people. I don't know. It was never important to me. I still don't wear name brand. I don't even know what the fuck I'm wearing now. Like I have Adidas. That's about it. I don't know what anything else is, and I kind of I'm very much like I don't know. I grew up. Because I think because I grew up poor, like I don't really like logos and labels and things. I mostly wear like ironic T-shirts. 
Which reminds me, Matthew Quirk, I've seen you wear that jacket so many times. It says sweater weather, and it drives me insane because I keep saying sweater weather or sweater weather. Like, they don't really rhyme in my, uh, just, uh, again, like, anal retentive, obsessive compulsive, like, thing, just like, it bothers me so much. It should say sweater weather, right? No? No, you're not my arch nemesis! <laughs> No, the guy with fleas is my arch nemesis. He's been scratching his beard the whole time. It's really making me nervous, because I'm also a germaphobe. <laughs> uh, do you need to be rescued? Yes, desperately. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I don't need to be rescued. I'm married, uh, so she's got my ass trapped. <laughs> uh, last pull. That's what she said. Uh, last pull. Have you killed a rodent? I have. Yeah, I used to work facilities maintenance, so I've killed plenty of rats. We had glue traps, it was horrible. I'd walk into the theater, you know, it was like in the AM when no one's there, and you just hear like baby rats screaming, and there's, there, there's just a colony of them stuck to a glue trap. And there's like nothing you can do, because you can't, yeah, so I've killed rodents. Uh, frequently I've had to put them, put the whole entire thing this is really dark. I've had to put the whole thing into like a garbage bag and then and then like just basically drop like a bat or a weight on top of it. Because again, I'm not gonna like wring their necks with my bare hands because I don't like touching animals or anything and also they're dirt filthy rodents. Uh, and I'm very squeamish about that. Uh, yeah, I had, I had rodents in like three out of the five apartments I lived in when I lived in the city too. Um, have I killed a rodent? <laughs> Super funny. Yeah, one time I, <laughs> one time I was a cat, and I was chasing this Jerry around. No, <laughs> I don't know. All right, well that's super fun, <laughs> talking about killing animals. I hope the ASPCA is listening, and PETA. Those guys are super funny too. They got great senses of humor. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna give it back to Pam. Thank you so much. I'm sorry, I write these. So two weeks ago when I wrote the ones that were from there in the last old batch, I was watching Little Nicky. And so there were a lot of things about hell, right? But this time I watched Morgan Freeman. Funny you brought him up. That whole thing that he's doing on the Netflix about God and hell and does the devil exist. I was like, it's a hell hat. I'm just going to watch that. And then, and then like things float through my head and I just write them down. And so this one was, it's so funny that you brought up Morgan Freeman because I was like, he was totally, he's so in this. But I mean, Netflix shapes all our lives, everyone. And Morgan Freeman is God. I've decided. It's like, it's just absolutely true. Uh, your next comedian. He's, a, he's just a lovely human being and a tall drink of water, and you're going to love him. Clap your hands together for Luke Newman. Thank you. Um, so just want to start out by saying um, that uh, it's not that hard uh, to find the clitoris. Okay. So there's a couple in, in here right now. Uh, just wanted to make that announcement. I don't know why. <laughs> this is a sad uh, situation, I think. A lot of depressing topics being brought up. This guy wasn't afraid to, to get into it. I like it. I love it. 
I think maybe we should just all, I got an idea. Let's all just fucking kill ourselves right now. <laughs> just all do it right now. Cut the, cut the gas line and just lock us, lock ourselves in. All right. Oh shit, there's lights and shit. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is going, it's fucking, this is, we're just gonna light it. We're just gonna light up the room here real quick. Bring some positive, bring some positive energy. <laughs> Okay, all right. Is everybody feeling better? <laughs> all right, cool. <coughs> Let's see. Tai Chi grandma's kicking ass. Um, so Tai Chi is the thing they do in the park. The, this one. I don't know what, what move that's called. Do they kick ass? I thought it was more for like a peaceful thing. Maybe they're kicking ass spiritually. <laughs> they're kicking some spiritual ass, those Tai Chi grandmas. And the, I think the, the grandpas are out there too. And I've seen some youngsters out there and they're kicking ass. I don't know what, what, uh, what direction that was, what was that, what that was supposed to prompt. <laughs> but uh, roast another comic on the bill. All right. You ain't on the bill, motherfucker. <laughs> Roasted. All right. <laughs> All right. Who's on the bill? Matt, uh, you know, fucking, your, your sweatshirt is wrong. Um, you, you clearly didn't watch the, uh, the, the Chris Farley SNL sketch about uh, living in a van. Down by the river, you missed that one. We all saw that. <laughs> uh, you know, that's why I'm still living with my parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who else is on the bill? Oh, it just said one. I'm roasting everybody. This guy, you know, get some Jordans. You know what I mean? Treat yourself. You know what I'm saying? You deserve it. You know what I'm saying? That was very, that was in a roast. <laughs> sort of backhanded maybe. Who else is on the bill? Capital, you're not on the bill. Look like a fucking <coughs> look like a fucking fucking M and M with with no chocolate. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're on the bill. Hey, why don't you relax? <laughs> um you're not even worth roasting. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's just, that was the best roast I could do. All right. My worst nightmare. Um, it, was a, it was a bad one. It was really bad. It was a fucking, it was a nightmare. Um, wonders of the world. Well, <coughs> tell you. Let me tell you. What about the wonders of the world? There's uh, seven, I believe, of them. <laughs> and, and I gotta say, they're fucking, they're wonderful. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're great. What is it, what do we got? The Grand Canyon, just absolutely grand. It's a grand ass canyon. Um, what are the pyramids? 
But that's not, but see, now what are the qualifications? Because the Grand Canyon is natural. The pyramids, the aliens built, you know. So what are the, <laughs> what are the, what are the, you know, the specs or whatever on that one? What else, what are some other wonders? The Trump wall? That's a wonder. Has that has that they put that up already? Oh, the Great Wall of China. That's one. No, it's not. The Asian guy would know. No, no, he's Korean. You don't know. The Northern Lights. It is a natural wonder. See, I think, you know, you know what, you know what? Fuck this. Fuck whoever came up with these seven wonders. There's way fucking more wonders than just fucking seven. The vagina is definitely a one of the world. You don't fucking agree? Jesus. Okay, good point. I don't know. I don't know. The penis is a wonder. Still trying to figure it out. Um, let's uh, pick another topic. All right. Whatever. What else is going on here? The last dream you remember? Was that fucking nightmare? That's uh, <laughs> horrible. It was. So, uh, let me tell you, that was the worst one that I've ever had. Write a haiku now. This is a good one. All right. Um, you know. This is more difficult <laughs> than. I fucking thought. <laughs> okay. But you guys, see, you guys weren't even ready because the I'm all right was part of the haiku. All right. I started before you guys were paying attention. I'm way ahead of the, the game here. <coughs> Look to the birds of the sky. What the hell is that supposed to mean? What does that mean? Who's a who's a Christian in here? You you're, you're team Jesus. What's going on? What does that mean? Look to the no. Look to the birds to the sky. What is it trying to tell me, man? All right. Well, let's make something up, shall we? <laughs> look to the birds of the sky. Now, <coughs> you know we are gathered here today um, because. You know, we all want to fly, and uh, and uh, we can't. And so let's just look at the fucking birds, and just appreciate them, and just be humble. You know, uh, God didn't give you wings uh, for a reason, okay? Because uh, He doesn't like you. <laughs> uh, aren't I right? All right. <laughs> the gay dude is. All right. He doesn't like any of us. Don't worry about it. All right. How you think you'll die? <sighs> um, probably fucking die a horrible death. I'll probably, you know, be fucking drunk and, uh, you know, walk out into the street and uh, this bus will be coming and I'll uh, shoot myself in the face. All right, so 
a twist there. The M. Night Shyamalan of picking shit out of a fucking hat. All right. Uh, your re- greatest regret. My greatest regret? Or my worst regret? Um, my biggest regret, uh, fucking, I don't know, I want to say probably doing this show, but that's not true. (laughs) That isn't even true. Um, my greatest regret, I mean, uh, fucking driving drunk, uh, for a second time and getting arrested. I mean, you want the fucking regret? That's the one. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We're we're getting into it now. We're finding a rhythm. Are you in the grown-up club? What is that supposed to mean? I can find the clitoris. (laughs) I think these should all be on the stage here. Keep it tidy. Oh, you do you want to be on the stage? All right. Okay. Um, I, am I in the grown-up club? Yes. Okay. After this one? No. All right. Where do you want to g- go on vacation? Um, you know, any fucking place would be a good fucking place to go on vacation. I haven't been on vacation in a long time. Actually, I just went on vacation uh, this morning. <laughs> Uh, unintentionally, my Uber driver uh, missed the exit and we went to San Francisco <laughs> on accident. And it was a beautiful day and uh, it was a hell of a fucking, uh, you know, h- half an hour vacation. <laughs> so, I'd like to do that again, maybe. Let's answer the question that way. Um, thank you very much. Besting the hell hat. I, I, it, the premises. I tell you, I just make them and put them in, and then there they are. So I don't know why you got all the ones about like death and hating yourself, and I don't know why yours. We're all about finding the clitoris. I have no idea. The the Bible verses. Uh, look to the birds of the sky. They do not reap. They do not sow or reap or stow away in barns. Yet your fa- heavenly Father takes care of them. Basically saying like, are ye better or not than birds? And I'm like, no, nah, we're not fucking better than birds. Birds are way. Birds can fly. Fuck humans. Anyways, I don't understand that. The Bible verse is basically like, it's okay. Look, God takes care of birds. Food stamps is there for you. You're next. <laughs> I, I love my food stamps. Your next comedian, he's going to be, I'm going to give him a little guest set real quick because uh, he's been hanging out and he's been playing with his beard and it's been scaring people. Uh, but that's okay. We're going to see what he does with the hat. Put your hands together, everybody, for Joey Vegas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Like the woman was saying, my name is Joey Vegas. <clears throat> thank you very much. Thank you. I, I would just like to announce the entire world tonight. I did it. 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 Well, I need to ask him. Hmm. Thing must be thinking. Hmm. He did it. What did he do? Well, I made it all the way 
up here, where I'm calling it now, is Sand City. It's such a beautiful city. I've always loved the city of San Francisco. And thank you very much for having me tonight. Thank you, thank you very much. And he said, huh, I know what you're thinking. He did it, he did it. Well, what else did you right? Well, and like I was saying, I did it, right? I learned a joke coming up this way, you know? What do you call a pile of kittens? A mountain. Right, I think, you know, think, huh? He did it. He told a joke, right? But did he get me laugh, right? I'm thinking, well, I can just only think about the time I was back home. I'm not from here. I'm from the small town of Belico, California. You can believe it. It's up near Belico, California. It's up near, I would say, in Central Valley, you know. But like I was saying, I did it, right? I learned the joke. What do you call a pile of kittens? A mountain, a mountain, a mountain, right? How I learned it though, right? Well, there was a boy. He was sitting there in the hate district. There in, sitting up on top of the curb right there. I threw, I dug it in my pocket, right? Throw him a quarter, right? Crib, little cripple boy right there sitting on the corner, right? In the hate. And I threw him a quarter. The boy was sitting right there. Didn't blink an eye, right? I, I dug all of my quarter, I gave him a whole quarter right out of my pocket, right? Dug it in there, man. And you was thinking, it was, you was thinking, oh, you know, maybe he, he would show you something, right? Maybe give you something, right? You was thinking. So, I, you know, he's in there, right? I said, man, boy, what's wrong with you, man? I said, did you see me dig my, did you see me dig my pocket? Give me a cold quarter, man. And he was saying, oh, he said, well, oh, well. He says, oh, he used to get real quick, right? He says, oh, well, I know who you are. I know who you are. I know who you are, right? And he was saying, uh, uh. He was saying, uh, uh, let me, let me, let me tell you a joke. I know who you are. And he says, what do you call a pile of kittens? I said, what? He says, a mountain. My name is Joey Vegas. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Google Plus. You can find me on Grubhub. You can find me on Postmates. Thank you very much. Joey Vegas, everyone. He thought the open mic was six to eight, so I gave him a little time. So we are a very we are a free speech radio station. You can come up and say fuck the police for two hours. I don't care. That's fine. You can do that. Uh, your next comedian is gonna be pulling out of the hell hat. He's a lovely young gentleman, and you guys are gonna enjoy him very much. Clap your hands together for Hunter Uniac. I do. Because I have white privilege. That's why. Okay, no, no jokes. Let's see how this goes. There's stuff on the back of these. Can I just... Projections of credit cards being used and debt, the theater of... C-S-C-H-I-F-F-B-A... Yeah, no, I can't even read that fucking word. I'm going to do the actual jokes. Cracker Jack Rinky Dink. That's what everybody calls me. Fucking, I was wearing a Five Guys hat earlier. Like, uh, can you pass my backpack capital? I want to show you guys. It's like I was called a fucking Cracker Jack Rinky Dink because I work at Five Guys. And our hat's a fucking MAGA hat. <laughs> Pretty much, you know, so I got off. Bart came down here wearing this shit in Mission Street passing by 20 fucking taquerias. Yeah, I have the fucking, you know, I... I'm a Cracker Jack, Cracker Jack Rinky Dink, pretty much. It's just insane. It's just, God damn it, every time I wear this, I feel like I have white guilt. It's horrible, man. Cracker Jack Rinky Dink. That's a good insult. I'm going to actually use that. 
I will. But I'm going to use it against somebody who's not white just to throw them off. You know? All right. I see the people in this room. They're not going to like that joke. It's like, excuse me, sir. I'm one, too. All right. I built up two, so I'm going to put this one in my pocket but not read it. One of your moods. Um, I'm 24 years old, so the only mood, and I live by myself, the only mood I have is loneliness. You know? And horniness, and they just kind of compile together, you know, to like horniness. No, that doesn't work. I'm trying to like mix them together. Those words are just too fucking similar. One of my moods. That can also mean like, you know, when you're on like one of those moods, like when you're an asshole, you know, like going off on people. And I tend to do that a lot at work, you know, because everybody I work with is incompetent. Uh, yeah, there's nothing funny there. There isn't. One of my moods. You know what? If you guys don't fucking laugh at this set, I will be in one of my moods after. It's fucking right. Laugh. Sobriety. Fuck that. <laughs> sobriety. Again, I'm 24 years old and I'm a fucking comic. I don't know what sobriety is. You know, like how, like, I'll ask the audience, how, what's the longest you've been sober? Couple hours? Once? You see, like, Pam's usually, like, one of the happiest, fucking bounciest, jumpiest people out there. Like, everything she says, you know, kind of, like, lifts me up. She said that like she was getting fucking interrogated for a murder trial. <laughs> you know, it's like, I did it six weeks once. Why? Because I was in jail. There was no fucking choice. <laughs> Jesus, sobriety. Sobriety's weird. It is. I, I'm going to go into something else. Sobriety's pretty much a four-letter word in my book. You know, I'll say it. I'll leave it with that. Get lost figuratively. Um, oh, that's literally my bad. <laughs> figuratively getting lost. How would you figuratively get lost? I don't understand that. Like I don't get the premise. This is I'm st okay. Well, I'm still lost. Literally, you know. Like I'm really <laughs> get lost figuratively. I mean, I'm lost emotionally. Does that count? Yeah, uh, yeah, you went, yeah, like you fucking know exactly what I'm talking about. You're wearing all black, you got, you haven't shaved in a week, you know, like I get it, man, I do, I do. Getting lost figuratively, that's weird, that is, I'm just getting lost, okay. Uh, by the way, every time I keep on reaching down, I'm like almost going into the tip jar and I feel like a piece of shit for doing that. Why are you doing this? Because I want money. <laughs> no, that's the, uh, why are you doing this? Um... Comedy? Why am I doing comedy? Because it's the only activity you can do like six days a week, seven days a week, and when you drink, you're productive. <laughs> you know? In reality, I should say, because I want to work with my emotional problems, work them out on stage, you know, and do all those things, which makes me, me, me actually, which may make me actually lost figuratively. But it's just, why am I doing this? Why? Because I fucking love it. I really do. Like, when I went to vacation, like, in L.A. one time, I went to my friend's, uh, she wanted to go to a fucking rave, like, a two-day music festival, and I hate them, all right? And we went to Anaheim, like, three hours before we were supposed to go to the rave. I was like, uh, I'm going to go to L.A. really quick, take a three-hour bus ride out to L.A. to do one mediocre mic, and then go all the way back to the fucking rave for, like, a five-hour round trip. I do this because my feet take me to the next mic without even thinking about it. That's not a fucking joke. It's just me fucking... Telling you about me, I guess. Yeah, you didn't laugh, so apparently not. Loud noises. Um, 
When I was like in my parents' house growing up, um, we were right under the little fucking like uh, airways, you know, like every five, ten minutes, like a plane would, you know, fly over us. So like I kind of got immune to that. Like everybody has like a loud noise, you know, that they don't fucking get. Loud noises are weird. You know what's the worst loud noise? Your parents fucking. It's horrible. It is. It is. The people that laughed heard their parents fuck when they were kids. Everybody else is just good. Like, everybody else, their dad probably has a small dick. <laughs> Something you choose to believe. I'm an atheist, so I don't believe in anything. Um, no, something I choose to believe. I believe that I will make you guys laugh eventually. And I choose to believe it because I'm lying to myself. You know, it's weird. What do I choose to believe? I believe that this next fucking thing is going to be great. Money? Oh, marriage? Yay or nay? I thought the yay meant Coke for a second. <laughs> And I would marry a drug dealer for the coke. You know, but marriage, do I believe in marriage? Um, if she's rich, fuck yes. You know, you know, if he's rich, fuck yes. I don't care, this is San Francisco, I'll do it for the paycheck. Every guy's asked themselves, like, would you suck a dick for like a million dollars? I'll suck a dick for a fucking pension, you know? Give me like fucking 10, like give me 10 million dollars every single year and that's my spending money, I don't give a fuck. No, but marriage, well, I, I would have to give a fuck, actually. Like, I'd be fucking him. Marriage, yeah, I don't, I don't believe in marriage. They say, like, 50% of marriages are, um, end in divorce, and, uh, the other 50% of marriages, they just don't talk to each other anymore. You know? It's weird. Marriages, I was actually there for my parents' wedding. That's going into a bit. Never mind. Yeah. Now, we can't do bits, right? Okay, fuck it. Yeah, we'll go into this. Like, I was, I was there for my parents' wedding. You know? I, um, I was the ring bearer, actually, so, uh, you know, I was there. It was a fucking amazing moment. Um, I realized later on that my mom, when she married my dad, was pregnant with my little brother, which means I wasn't even the fucking child they got married over. You know, the whole ring bearer thing supposed to be a great honor? No, that was my first shitty temp job. My mom actually got divorced, which is like 50% of the fucking marriages. Got divorced, got remarried last week. I wasn't invited back from my old job. Yeah, I did shit. It'd been really weird for me to, like, be a ring bearer at 24 years old, you know, like I'd probably still wear the same suit, and I was five then. That'd be a weird wedgie. Cats? <laughs> Fuck cats! <laughs> Fuck cats. You know why cats are assholes? Because they know they're not dogs. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Like, dogs are amazing. Dogs are amazing. You know, you pet them, they fucking love you. A cat, you pet the cat, it shows you it's an asshole, and it scratches you. Like, that's, if I want a girlfriend, I'll fucking talk to a woman instead. It's weird. It's weird. Cats. Cats. The music, isn't there a musical called Cats? Didn't that suck, too? <laughs> There's my fucking point. Jesus Christ. My last ex-girlfriend actually had, like, seven cats. And yeah, yeah, like she, they weren't hers, they were her parents, which means her entire family's crazy, not just her, you know? But uh, this is how we broke up, actually. She was um, on the phone with me one day. She's like, Hunter, I had a really bad day. Um, one of my cats got fucking torn open by a raccoon. 
And I went, good. And she was like, that's horrible. I'm like, no, it's not. That's not even your fucking cat. It's a stray one. You know, like, that's, that's the crazy part about cat owners, too. Like, when they fucking see a stray cat come in, they feed it a little bit, the stray cat leaves, they think it's their fucking cat. No, that cat has its own fucking life. You are a side owner to the cat. You know, it's like a fucking side pussy or side piece of ass. Yeah, it's like he'll see you when he's hungry because his owner didn't give him the food he wants. You know? Fuck cats. Fuck cats. Oh, what? The only thing I like about cats is they probably don't believe in marriage, too, because they're assholes as well. Twice in the same day? Huh, that's how many times I masturbated today. Now, um, twice in the same day. What have I done twice in the same day? Or just that, honestly. Just that. <laughs> 